In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. You will know that the world is a perfect place when everybody has enough to eat. It seems possible, you know. Lately, things have been getting better and better in the Gospel of St. Mark as Jesus comes strong and calm. Jesus has a presence, a gravitas. So when everybody else is in a panic, I've got a demon, I can't walk, I'm bleeding, I'm drowning, I'm dead. Jesus settles into each situation, and then person by person, trouble by trouble, day by day, inch by inch, across this Pentecost. Jesus has been extending the kingdom of God. Jesus has come, and calmly Jesus makes wrongs right. As we learned last week, when Jesus makes wrongs right, he changes our story reinterpreting it and retelling it in a way that favors us. And here's the punchline for this morning. When Jesus changes our story, Jesus actually changes us. It's simple, really. When Jesus changes our story, when Jesus says, you're clean, or you can walk now, or you are healed, or you're forgiven, or you're alive. Jesus actually changes who we are, and then by consequence, what we are good for. That kind of change usually settles into his followers in fits and starts. A few weeks ago, we heard that Jesus sent his disciples out two by two, and they had a blast healing people, and casting out demons. They came back very proud of their work. We saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven, they said. But this week the disciples are tired and pressed, and they are unnerved by Jesus' suggestion that they should give this frenzied crowd something to eat. They are unsettled. But Jesus keeps being Jesus, strong and calm and bringing order chaos. And so Jesus sits them down in groups of fifties and hundreds, and I hope it was not lost on you that this place that was twice called desolate suddenly has green grass as Jesus begins to work. And then Jesus does something that we are quite used to here. He takes, he thanks, he breaks, he gives, and he satisfies all who eat. And then, because the gospel is always more, after 5,000 folks have eaten from just five loaves and two fish, there are still 12 baskets of good stuff left over. You will know that the world is a perfect place when everybody has enough to eat. And by the end of this story, it is nearly perfect. I hope you've come to appreciate over the course of Pentecost the character of Jesus' strength and calm. Once again this morning, the crowd is chaotic. They are tired, they are frenzied, they are needy, they are afraid, and they are far from home. The disciples are inexperienced and overmatched. Their best idea is to send the crowd down the hill 
and to let somebody else worry about their needs. But no, Jesus has come as the Christ, and he is determined to be Jesus for this group too. He says grace, blessing God their Father from whom all good things come, and then Jesus starts to give. You've probably noticed that Jesus' greatest joy is always in his giving. And you can see here how his giving changes their story. And more, it actually changes them. It changes who they are. It is Dr. Nagel who reminds us that when Jesus sat them down in 50s and 100s in Israel, he was sitting them down as family, with himself as paterfamilias, the head of the household. So with his giving, he makes them his own. And making them his own, he sends them home fit for service to the kingdom of God. He has changed who they are. The same thing happened to his disciples. Jesus starts by asking them to feed the crowd. They respond by calculating the possibilities of all the things that could go wrong and wondering whether their leader actually knows anything about counting. On their own, they can't figure it out. But what they've missed is this, that when Jesus gives his disciples a task, be it them or you or me, he also always gives resources. The trick is that the mystery of his resources are often discovered only in the doing, only in the faith, only in the following, only in the yes to his bidding. Without following, they remain unknown. But his disciples do, do as he asks, and when they do, they are changed. And his resources pour through their hands for the good of others. The bread and the fish keep coming until every hand and mouth and stomach is full, and there is no more need for food. And beyond that, there is no more need for doubt or despair or fear, or frenzy, or chaos. And so it should be easy to make the connections. What he did for them, he is about to do for all of us here. The taking, the thanking, the breaking, the giving, and the satisfying is about to happen at this altar. Just the way Jesus prescribed when he said, do this over and over again, remembering me. The gift you receive this morning will be much larger than theirs, of course. You are about to receive much more than bread and fish, and of course the bread and fish were just a shadow of what good thing was to come. Now from his hands, the same ones that blessed the bread and the fish and later were pierced at Golgotha, you will receive Jesus himself. And Jesus is always Jesus 
greatest gift. Body and blood and soul and divinity, all he is and all he's got for you for free. So you no longer have to face whatever hunger and desolations and calculations and frenzy and fear and chaos you will have to face all alone. You have been changed now. You are family. You're different. Baptized and bloodied and absolved, you are family. And he is head. And he is about to change you, not just your circumstances, but who you are, actually who you are and how he will use you going forward. It's your whole story. And after supper today, as you go home, you might be on the lookout for those you can be doing some good to. In this economy, it shouldn't be hard for you to find people who are deeply hungry and deeply fearful and deeply unsatisfied with the present chaos of life. But fortunately, you will leave here with a gift to give, a Jesus who can pass through your hands as a good gift to other folks. Doing things Jesus' way and not doing them your own way and not ignoring them, not sending those in need down the hill to let it be somebody else's problem. Doing things precisely Jesus' way is always a sure and full and satisfying cure. And the more that you are here receiving his gifts, his Eucharist, his scripture, his baptism, his absolution, his study of scripture, his prayers, the more you are changed, the more it is emphasized who you are, the more you understand yourself, and the more that is put into you, the more Jesus Christ himself can get out of you. And someday, you will wake up and you will know that the world has become a perfect place. You will have come to a new Eden where everyone has enough to eat. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen.